0: As he lit the cigarette and took a deep drag, he swung the lighter around until the glint of the flame on the stones surrounding him disappeared. There, in a hollow arch, he found a torch. He lit it, knowing the gas-soaked kindling was shaved from the original cross. Jesus was the light, all right, but not of the soul. Dante remembered reading the letter that Christ had sent his Father, how Jesus Christ had ingested herbs to put him in a death-like coma all those centuries ago. Jesus died of cirrhosis of the liver and of terrible sex diseases he got from all of those cheap hookers he bought. Oh to be there in 1977 for Jesus's last great binge, Dante's parents the strange and famous mediums had been. Dante came along a little later just quick enough to catch all of that ambient weirdness of the 80s. He was there for the 90s but to be honest he was drunk for most of the entire decade. When he finally sobered up It was the new millennium, and the underground wanted him back bad. It seemed that Dante just happened to know history. Not the usual claptrap one would get taught by Miss Jenkins in third grade. Dante knew the real history of the world. he had never even opened a book that didn't have a naked centerfold in the middle of it. He just knew, and that was what made him special. Dante treaded the steep spiral staircase leading downwards, the quiet ruffling of feathers off in the rear distance gave way to a pause. Jane, the name echoed and bounced back to him. Then, amid the almost silence, a crow's cawing erupted. From out of the damp blackness formed the woman Jane, her skin-tight outfit barely covering enough of her top body to be considered clothing, but Jane didn't mind. She rarely took her human form anyway. Well, bugger me fiercely, Raven eh? Dante kindness. The last time I saw you, I shot crooked and had to have a young priest and an old priest exercise my cunt. But you knew that, right? This is neither about your cockport nor my beautiful testicles. This is about the underground and what they can do. What they can do for you, you mean? Raven Jane spat snidely, her lips curled into a slight snarl. Her face made Dante's pants that much tighter. Jane noticed the shift in Dante's manner and pants, and changed the subject hastily. "'Still working for Mr. Sunshine?' She said the name like she had a mouthful of curdled milk. Dante looked mildly surprised in the direction the conversation had suddenly taken, and then settled back into the comfortable and sheepish grin. "'No, love. Now I'm on the side of angels. You mean angles, right?' Raven Jane slowly treaded up to Dante. Dante could feel the thick tension between them as he breathed deeply. "'Well, the underground, you see, and I, uh, help them. They called me love.' Jane stared unblinkingly into Dante's eyes and noticed the sheen of the thin veil of sweat mounting itself on his forehead. "'When you get your shit together, Dante,' she leaned in close and whispered into his ear, "'Just call out. I'll be there.' Dante saw Jane back up and melt away, returning to the darkness, and heard the tiny thunder of her flapping wings fade. Dante, kindness readjusted his jacket and eased back into his usual cold composure. "'Crazy bird, like I've never got it all worked out.' That was an excerpt from the novel, The Strangest Kindness. My name is Doug, and this is Mr. Wright. I'm going to talk about NaNoWriMo. If you're a writer, you know what this is. If you're not, um, or you're new to the game, NaNoWriMo is short for National Novel Writing Month. Basically, it's a challenge put forth that you try to write an entire novel in one month. It doesn't matter by being polished. It just matters that you get your idea completed. I've done the challenge Three years, um, and I've only done it successfully once. The excerpt from The Strangest Kindness, what I just read, um, featuring one of my favorite characters I've ever written, Dante Kindness. I did it successfully. I wrote the novel in a month. It was jarring to say the least, but I got it done, and then I got it polished, and then I got a, a copy of it, and I'm very proud of that. I am going to talk about failing NaNoWriMo on a different episode, which will feature another one of My favorite character is John Goodwitch, but that's obviously, like I said, for a different show. Writing for NaNoWriMo, I'm going to give you advice on how to do it successfully. First, have an idea. Step one, you can have your idea. If you want to take your idea and then just write it organically, that's fine. I don't... Some writers like to do that. I like to have a very bare-bones outline of the plot once I thought of... This character Dante Kindness, well let me tell you where Dante came from actually, before I get down this road. I put in a um, submission to DC Vertigo Comics for writing on John Constantine Hellblazer, and they said, no, we've got this comic like mapped out for the next like five years. Written by uh, Brian Azzarello, and I did love his run, uh, it was great, uh, pretty much Dante in in, uh, in the dark underbelly of America. But I liked my idea for um, John Constantine so much that I just changed John Constantine into Dante Kindness. So if you've seen the movie or seen the show Constantine or seen him on Arrow, Dante Kindness is kind of that weird magical con man asshole character. So that was my idea. And because I had submitted it as a comic book series, I I had a pitch sheet and it laid out kind of the, the story as I was going to write it. So I started with a bare bones... Uh, outline for the novel. Um, I always do this for anything long form. You can try writing organically and just see where it goes. Sometimes you have happy accidents. I tend to move organically between like point A and point B and point B and point C on my outlines and sometimes fun stuff happens and sometimes complete and utter shit happens. That's the gamble you take going organically. But the point of the NetoWriMo is just to get it down. Don't worry about polishing worry about the words, getting the idea completed in a month. Another trick I use, other than having an outline so I know where I'm at least going marginally, doing a daily word count. A novel is, I want to say between 45,000 and 60,000 words. So you divide that by the 30 days and you're looking at like 2,000 words, which sounds heavy, but it's actually about three to four pages a day. Not terrible. I had like a word count that I wanted to write, you know, between 1500 and 2000 words a day. And I plotted out my time and used time management to be able to sit there either before work or after work or both and try to get those words out. I didn't go back and say, well, the sentence was bad, so that's eight words less. No, I, I counted those eight words or whatever, however long the sentence would be. I would go back and edit it once the whole novel was done. So, like I said, don't worry about polishing. Just get it out. Word count, obviously keeping up your motivation. Um, I know staring at a blank screen or a blank notebook, it's terrifying. You feel so powerless against that flashing cursor on the, on the white page. Just get through it. Even if it's, like I said, utter crap, get it out. Hit That word count, believe me, once you kind of shatter you're going to feel like you're banging your head up against the wall, especially if you get writer's block. And writer's block is very subjective in terms of how to um, get out of it. Some people just walk away from the piece. They go outside. They go grab lunch. I like to work on a different piece um, and let the front of my brain work on the piece I'm working on and then the back of my brain work on the writer-blocked bit because sometimes I'll have a breakthrough that way. Or I'll go take a shower and just turn my brain off and then I have this amazing idea for dialogue. Um, or I figured out how to kill a main character. So, I mean, it's subjective. I've, when I've talked to best-selling authors, that's my question. How do you get out of writer's block? Um, Stephen King, I think, did a whole chapter on it in his uh, a book about writing. I've asked uh, Chuck Palahniuk, Warren Ellis, and they've given me all different answers. So it is subjective. They're, the The one constant thread, common thread, they all have said is just get through it um, one way or the other, walk away and come back, or I personally will just, like I said, work on a different piece, or I will sit there and stare at that screen and just go, I'll go back and I'll read, like, the last five pages and go, where would this go? There, there it is. Sometimes it's just lightning in a bottle right there. So running for NaNoWriMo, it's easy to lose faith. Just do it. I post uh, my word counts online on Facebook and Twitter when I do it, so that I have a sense of like accountability that if I don't hit my mark, my friends will make fun of me, and if I do hit my mark, my friends will support me. Well, they should support me either way, but I'm friends with a bunch of assholes sometimes. So that's something that you can do, is, is have a sense of personal accountability. Don't keep it just on you, because you're going to be harder on yourself than your friends, truly. Like I said, I've posted, I'm doing NaNoWriMo, these are my word counts. You guys gotta keep me up when I'm down and keep me up when I'm up. Basically, just a built-in social media support group for getting that word count out and getting the ideas out. And sometimes, if I didn't get the word count, but I tackled a tricky sequence or I broke through that writer's block, um, I know in the novel I was trying to think of how to kill a character. I just couldn't get it, just couldn't get it, and then I finally got it I went, okay, I didn't hit my word count, but I tackled writer's block in a tricky sequence in terms of thinking of how to kill a main character. That was enough for me that there was a symbolic win on that one as well as an actual physical, physical, digital, whatever you want to call it, physical win on, oh no, I'm sorry, a physical loss in terms of the word count. And when you finally birth that brain baby at the end of the month, I think in um, November because I I tend to go dark on um, doing variant covers, and um, damn, gets shorter and I rely on um, the other hosts to be able to work on their own shows so that it frees me up to um, write every year. When you finally have that sense of accomplishment it's stunning. I have a copy of a book I wrote. I loaned it out to friends. Now friends are going to say you're a better writer than you might be because they're your friends. They're your mom. Um, I've talked about this very early on, on uh, an early episode of this about how your friends and family are maybe not the best people to try to get constructive criticism from. They're trying not to hurt your feelings. They may not be inclined to articulation, and they'll go, "Holy shit!" Like you can write, and then an editor will go, "This is kind of pedantic and average. It's harsh, but that it it happens uh, more often than not, and it's happened to me a couple times." And that was, I believe that was Red Pencil Blues. I believe that was the episode about editing and self-editing. But that sense of accomplishment that you did it, oh my god. And it's so much easier to have that sense of accomplishment and be able to go, okay, I wrote it. Now I'm going to, I take a step back. I give myself like a week or two. I don't even look at it. um, And then I'll go back, print it out, and kind of edit and go, well, there's a spelling mistake or syntax error or this is a, you know, this is a setup that never gets paid off, or this is a payoff without a setup, or this character's acting out of character, stuff like that. You know, or I go, this whole paragraph doesn't make any sense. Why did I say that? Let's get rid of it. Or do I need it? Can I cannibalize it to make it better? Or to work, uh, uh, maybe not on page three, but on page 200. And I find it a lot more fun to do all the editing stuff. Um, so really, it's, that's my motivation for writing, is is other than I love to write is going, okay, now I have a finished thing and I can go back and edit it, yay! But but it's trying. I mean, there were times where I was banging my head on the keyboard and there were times I was high-fiving God because, you know, I was having a great day in word count. I was having a great day visualizing and articulating and writing down my ideas. Uh, you know, happy accidents where I didn't realize that I was naming characters certain things. And I, 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 I loaned out um, an early draft and... One of my friends, Margaret, uh, goes, It's so funny how the guy is caught between two people, Rain and Sunshine, Mr. Rain and Mr. Sunshine. I didn't do that on purpose, I swear. It sounds so trite, but Mr. Rain was actually a holdover name from a different piece, from a comic book I wrote called um, Graveyard Tarot. And then Mr. Sunshine, I wanted him to have like an upbeat name because he was an evil bastard. So it just was a happy accident that happened. Um, that's one of those fun things that happens when you write organically between the bare bones of the outline, like I said. But just motivation. the, the You don't have to have a great attitude, but you kind of have to have like a, a snarling attitude and going like, I'm going to make this word count today by bitch. And hopefully you do. And even—and you can go over that word count. You don't have to stop at 2,000 words. I've knocked out twenty-five, hundred, three thousand 3,000 sometimes if I'm having a great run. And then I'll go, okay, I'm going to, you know, try to hit my mark um, tomorrow, but if I do less, I did more today. So it kind of evens out. I don't recommend doing that because you can kind of rest on your laurels and get a little lazy. Um, And then you find yourself behind because you're writing small, or big amount, small amount, small amount. And then you're starting to fall behind on your actual word count for the novel itself, not your dailies, but your dailies as well. So hopefully this advice has helped you in terms of writing for NanoRIMO um, National Novel Writing Month. I think I'm going to try it again this year. Um, I'm going to go back and work on John Goodwitch. I'm. It's not like half a novel's been written. It's not a whole lot's been written. It's a series of chapters that are basically short stories, um, building up with an over-reaching uh, arc. Um, leading to the last chapter, last couple chapters, which be last couple short stories that involve this character and and who he comes across, uh, both antagonistic and uh, sidekicky. But I think I'm going to try that. I think I'm really going to try this year to to get Goodwitch done. Last year I, I failed miserably because I couldn't capture his voice, and I'm going to talk about that um, in a couple shows when I read an excerpt from the John Goodwitch files and uh, talk about failing miserably at Nano So. I'm Doug. This has been Mr. Wright. I hope you've liked it. Remember, you keep writing, they'll keep reading. Right on. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!